This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. everybody, my name is Ron Ecstasy, and this is Blue Men Group, a podcast that I do with my friends, Devin Welsh and John Bedrin. Hello. Hello. Hi, friends. Is Hi, it going to be distracting if I pick my nose through the episode? No, uh, no not at all, because okay. people can't see you. Uh, I can see you picking your nose, but otherwise, I guess the cat's out of the bag. We do this over uh, Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, um, there was maybe uh, a couple of the listeners were a bit puzzled as to the audio quality issues in the last episode. We just want to let you know, uh, it's all in your imagination. Yes. There <laughs> the we audio go. was perfect on our end. Yep. Uh, we recorded it in a professional studio. I don't know what the problem could be. Yeah. Maybe check your phone. There we go. Uh, yeah, so I, I mentioned that the cat is out of the bag. Be on the lookout. There is a cat loose that is supposed to be in a bag. Uh, it's been earlier. in the bag. It's angry. That it is it's angry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so listen, we're here. We're in the middle of May as we do this uh, podcast. And I just want to say that uh, Meltdown May as a month is slowly melting. It's going to be interesting to see where uh, we will be at the end of the month. Uh, with regards to the month of May melting down and everyone in it melting down. Um, I was promised not- May showers. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Um, I mean, sorry, no, May, flowers. May, May flowers. April showers. I was promised yeah. May flowers. Uh, <laughs> well, take a look outside, Dev, because there should be some flowers. There should be a flower delivery van pulling up your driveway right, right now. now. Flowers.com. Today's uh, <laughs> um, show is brought to you by Flowers.com and 1-800-Flowers. Uh, you can call. Both. You can go to their Either website. Or. You can send it to your mom. It was Mother's mm-hmm. Day a few days ago. Uh, let's get in to the news. But first, this week... In history, 1940. I have never promised anything about blood, tears, toil, and sweat. In London, Winston Churchill gives his first speech as Britain's Prime Minister during some of his country's darkest days of World War II. Um, Wait, that was his speech? Did you hear that? What the fuck was he talking about? He was like, I will not give blood, toil, or... He said that he's... He's never drank anything but blood, sweat, toil, and tears. Isn't he a oh, notorious, smell famous alcoholic? on his breath, yeah. Alky? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 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 what, okay, so I don't... I, I know that he was uh, the, the, the PM of the United Kingdom during the war. Uh, people like to cite him as, like, a really strong leader in the time of war. Yeah, uh, but as far as I know, he was just like really, he was just extremely drunk most of the time. Is that true? It is true. Apparently, it was so bad that he owed. This is like, I think he owed like a wine merchant, like almost like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god, pounds probably. He like, excuse me, because uh, he was just like, let me get another bottle. Let me get an advance. Let me get. Come on, I'm man. good for it. 
Yeah, and then oh, I guess like the the crown had to like pay the bill. Nice. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder if that's kind of what you needed. Like when you're dealing, when you're in a tight spot like that, you're the prime minister of England uh, in the yeah. Second World War. You're facing down Nazism and everything else. Like quite have a tight a spot. Have yeah, a drink. you need to stay decently buzzed, sauced. Yeah. What are the yeah. Dutch courage? Pickle. It's like that guy seems really confident. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems really. He thinks he's funny. Yeah, and I don't know. Let's listen to him. Let's let do what he says. I heard that he's having he spent, a good time. He spent uh, a decent amount of time in Washington, staying at the White House. I think. Yeah, and he was. It was With FDR. Yeah, and he would just hang out drinking all day, which is <laughs> yeah. sweet. It's kind of like a uh, fraternity kind of lifestyle, like you know, college age. But hey, this guy's like a grown man leading an empire at the time yeah and he was thirsty now i don't imagine he was like the kind of guy who would be like do you want i should probably have some water before bed or between uh, drinks between drinks maybe yeah take some vitamins or like what's is there kale for dinner tonight or something <laughs> like, it's like i don't think that's that's Just not, a salad today how yeah, much I, water do you think winston churchill would drink in a given day zero like drops zero yeah none. zero none. zero he, to one drop of water yeah he's like he's smoking stogies and drinking brandy <laughs> all day like his yeah. breath must have been god awful yeah um wake up three cups of coffee then yeah. or i guess well the british probably drank coffee during the war it's tea. nice that they drink tea. tea it's nice that they drink tea but i think during the yeah. war it was like okay we need something a little stronger he was probably um, secretly drinking coffee in the morning to get and then a cigar and then brandy yeah. and then a cigar and then it's just like he gets really close to you and he like talks to you about his like plan yeah, yeah. how to like elude <laughs> the western front and or whatever. Like, yeah it just sounds like, good oh, man just like get away just from like me. have some water dude do you, what, do, what do you think he wears to bed what do you think he's going to bed in? do you think he's a naked sleeper three-piece no. suit did he have a wife like a nightgown type of thing was he married or uh, I don't even did he have know. a lover? Was he was he bisexual? Um, <laughs> Probably. That think? would be apparently wonderful. He, apparently he um, he uh, walked into FDR's room naked once. Oh, at the White there House. we go. Okay, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Was he uh, confused about where he was, or was he trying to be there? That's a good question. Was he drunk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he lived. To, he lived to be. <laughs> He lived to be 91 years old and um, he, yeah, smoked. He fucking never had water. He would take it, probably had it like a little eyedropper that he carried around with like one drop of water in it yeah. that he would put on his, t- his silver tongue. We he heard had that one speech. Of, he had one of those um, atomizers, those perfume misters with the big rubber bulb at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just open his mouth and just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like how he stayed like, you know. Well, he's, he's uh, uh, the, the famous uh, website. Uh, the kind of, uh, 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 I guess you would say, successful child of Yahoo Answers, Quora.com, uh, says that Churchill probably um, had good genetics, mm, uh, partly yeah. shown by his extremely high energy levels. Uh, that could be something else, though. And the fact is, by his relatively unhealthy habits, he survived into extremely old age. Uh, this was not true for most of his family. His son, Randolph, had roughly the same lifestyle and died just two years after Winston in middle age. I got to say something. I kind of doubt he had the exact same <laughs> uh, lifestyle if he died at the same age of his, as his father. 
uh, yeah. as I, I mean, same time as his father. Um, yeah, he must have lived a little harder. That's like what people say about David Crosby. There was like that famous Hollywood lesbian couple, and they were like, they had David Crosby's donate the seed because yeah. Yeah, he yeah. lived a hard life and he was like still alive. And that was like the the reasoning behind him being the s- sperm donor. Oh yeah, David Crosby is well known as like uh, the the singer songwriter armadillo kind of guy. He's like <laughs> impenetrable to anything. Yeah. So he will survive. So like Winston Churchill, similarly, it's like mm-hmm. you just can't kill the guy. That mm-hmm. was the sole reason for having his sperm was that he has lived a long time despite his excesses. David yes. Crosby? Are we still talking about David Crosby? Yeah. David Crosby or Winston um, Churchill or Winston, or Winston Churchill, Churchill. <laughs> who may have Winston also Churchill's yeah, sperm when did this come about he, he went in naked to FDR's bedroom and gave him <laughs> sperm apparently yeah that uh, would be such a wonderful uh thing to have happened yeah like just like a drunken passionate hookup with FDR and Winston Churchill yeah. in like 1941 that would yeah. be some extremely like Roman Empire shit that yeah. would be cool as hell. And in uh, there would be like a, a lurid tale of like with way too many details. And then that's <laughs> kind of like how we understand the uh, the allied victory over the Axis. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was a big part of it. Of, it was because of a, a one heady, drunken uh, hookup in, 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 in the... Uh, some of the nether regions of the White House, yeah. like the, uh, the, the the workshop or wherever. Yeah, it is. yeah. Have you ever looked at that? Total aside, but uh, have you ever looked at the three the the three floors of the White House? There's some rooms in there I didn't even know existed. Anyway, we can do that on a different episode. Maybe we'll do a full deep dive into every room of the White House on mm-hmm. a pre- previous uh, future episode. I mean, but yeah. Okay, so Winston Churchill. I think just simply the name. His name is awesome. It like works. Yeah. You know, it's like he he shot out of uh, his mother when he was born and and he was <laughs> destined to be a leader because his name was Winston Churchill, baby. Yeah. Um, That's what they give you. They saddle you with like uh, not the best like looks or I guess okay genetics, but they give you a nice name, the British aristocracy. If you're born oh, into yeah. it, there's a lot of problems you inherit, but yeah. you do get a sick ass name and probably like a bunch of land. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I like to call him Winnie, uh, personally, Winston Churchill. Uh, he, he probably didn't smell good. I have a feeling he slept naked um, because he walked into that room yeah. that way. <laughs> I'd rather not think about his uh, stogie, let's call it. Um, <laughs> little, uh, he probably has like, yeah, like a little pig's tail up front. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, a little curly, curly, a little curly thing that's like... It it's just a vaporizing booze. It's like it coming out like Yeah. Anyway. It's okay. like when you take like the cap off of an engine and like the fumes are coming out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Moving Winston on. Churchill, God bless you. I hope you're doing okay. He's still alive, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh he's <laughs> so, uh yeah. he's thoroughly dead. Um, good good week to contextualize your de- your week as a listener. Think about Winston Churchill's first speech. Mm-hmm. how he lived to be a million years old yeah. and how unhealthy he was. And think about you and your life. Yeah, yeah. I heard. I Okay, so this I, I heard that when they cremated him, the vapors of the alcohol in his system <laughs> were too much that the two people that were working at the 
crematorium drove home and got arrested for drunk driving because and this was like what the 40s or something yeah they, they didn't even invent drunk driving until the 60s <laughs> it was completely legal until and, yeah and uh, these guys got pulled over and they said where were you they said sorry we we're just cremating uh winston churchill blah 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 and then the yeah they heard about the pig tail thing and then it, mm-hmm. it got all you up went crazy. up like when you try to declaze a plant a pan you pour a bunch of like wa- cooking wine or whatever yeah. into a pan there's that flash fire flambe yeah. exactly yeah. flambe he's he's <laughs> flambeed thanks winnie all right let's go into the uh plant-based section of the the news what in the news in the news uh, thanks for those little chuckles there, co-hosts. Because, uh, you know, I usually say meat and potatoes, and I'm trying to do something different. Looking this is a healthy to- episode. Yeah, looking towards uh, Winston Churchill, looking the other way quickly, because I don't <laughs> want that future for myself. We're trying uh, to learn from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, here we are. Uh, heavy news week, mid-May. Yeah. What's on um, the desk? We've got uh, some pretty... Pretty important stuff, but maybe, yeah. uh, Thanks, what, what do you see here? <laughs> yeah, okay, so I see this. This is coming out of the headlines. What is that? What's that up in the sky? Is that a bird? No, it is a plane. Uh, it's a male plane. How can you tell? Um, two planes collide midair above Denver. No one injured. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, wow. my God. Okay. holding my breath and sitting at the I edge know. of my seat as you were reading that headline. That's called a pregnant pause. Uh, third trimester, actually, that pause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two small planes collided midair Wednesday near Denver, leaving one aircraft nearly ripped in half and forcing the pilot of the other to deploy a parachute attached to the plane to land safely. Remarkably, no one was injured, officials said. Um, so Denver airport, I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been there. It's a trippy airport. It's known as a, a secret cabal site of, no, it's not actually, Wait. it's, <laughs> it's a, there's a lot of conspiracies about the Denver uh. airport being like this, uh, <laughs> weird satanic temple or something like that. Okay. Uh, you can look that up on your own time. I don't have to tell you about that. Uh, May, but I'm just, you know, throwing some <laughs> things out there, thinking maybe the weird energy of the Denver airport is playing in on this, even though I don't think that they were supposed to land or anything at the Denver airport. You know airport. what my first thought was? What? Mm-hmm. My, I immediately went to, okay, so it's Denver. So the plane that's flying through Colorado, like Denver's really high up above sea level. Correct. So maybe it was like a plane that was like in the south or something, and it started flying across, and it ends up like ground level at the Denver airport, even though it hasn't changed elevation from like flying high above like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. De- uh, Atlanta or whatever. So they yeah. just crashed into a parked plane. That's right. That's very interesting. You bring that up, John, because I don't know the exact name for them, but the altimeter tells you how high you are in a plane. You have to adjust the altimeter while you're flying. Oh, really? To, yeah. To uh, give you the actual height with regards to like sea level and that kind of stuff. And, uh, that's a little technicality for you there, John. As That's a, interesting. Uh, so they probably, hobby. that was like a new pilot, we have to assume, right? Yeah, never flown before, probably. Also, <laughs> well, actually, right into. we can get into it here. The, yeah, both please. planes were getting ready to land at a small regional airport in a Denver suburb when they collided mid-morning, according to the National Transportation Safety Board and South Metro Fire Rescue. Yeah, every oh, one okay. of these pilots needs to go buy a lottery ticket right now said Arapaho County Sheriff Deputy John Bartman. I don't remember 
anything like this, especially everybody walking away. I mean, that's the amazing part of it, he said. The fact um, that please take to buy it a lottery ticket, like, didn't they already just use up their one lucky right. shot? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, that's the lottery made, ticket will do nothing. Yeah, it will do nothing for these these pilots. Right. Um, one, one of the things that I like to bring up uh, when hearing about these midair collisions, um, while you're listening to this podcast, I'd just like you to look up into the sky, okay? Look how vast and large that is. Look how... Look how it's just wide fucking open and it goes into outer space actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very weird that. The sun. It, oh, so don't stare into the sun. <laughs> Sorry, I need to look at a different part of the sky. Yeah. Um, it's very weird that for the amount of sky that there is, the fact that these two planes happen to be in <laughs> the very small yeah. part of <laughs> <That's true>. the <laughs> sky right there. Yeah, that's true. When there's essentially infinity sky. You can <laughs> you can have as much sky as you want. Yeah. Yet these two planes found each other, which is cute, but can be deadly. But not meet, in this case. It's a meet cute. These two planes are going to fall in love. Yeah. The two pilots, yeah. this is how they fall in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two pi- yeah, the pilots walk out once they finally uh, you know, get to safety and yeah. you know, they realize that this is the one they've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, who cares about a lottery ticket? Let's uh, let's go make uh, a family," <laughs> <laughs> said one pilot to the other. Uh, okay, so June Svelbar told KUSA TV station that she witnessed the collision while walking in Cherry Creek State Park. Beautiful state park. Uh, <laughs> I saw two planes in the sky. I saw a larger green plane, which I thought was a tow plane, along with what I thought was a glider being towed by it. I heard a noise, but I didn't realize that the two planes had collided. <laughs> wow. Uh, again, Stirring all, the, stuff. all the sky possible. And Yeah. Um, well, they kind of have well, like, um, like, it's sort of like the road, right? They, they, they get directed out where to fly. It's true. And, you would think that they would give each other more room. So I have to Im- imagine that they kind of like one cut ahead. Well, it's the air traffic controller that we need to be concerned about because, you know, they were both trying to land at this regional airport. That's right. very true. Um, and then somebody who was supposed to be doing those directions right. did not. Do well, were they on strike or something? Well, well, I mean, you know, it's, they said it was mid-morning. Okay, so he probably had his coffee like bright and early. Mm-hmm. And then maybe he had like Danish or something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, it's like 9.30. I'm like kind of getting a little tired again. Time for a drink. Yeah. Yeah. He left to go get one. <laughs> he yeah. went down to the little airport bar. Then he came back up and all of a sudden there was like a crash. And he's like, like oh, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what happened to the green plane? <laughs> yeah. What happened you to leave- that tow plane that I thought I saw? You leave for June? five minutes and... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, Svelbar with that incredibly detailed uh, report that she, I assume, talked to the police about. Uh, um, when I realized that the small plane was going down, I ran. Passengers were up and about. Hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, okay. So this was they walked a, it off. They were walking it off. A twin they get, engine. They crashed. They landed, and then they were walking it off. Yeah, yeah. a twin engine uh, Fairchild Metroliner. Um, it landed at Centennial Airport, uh, despite suffering major damage to its tail section. Uh, the plane is owned by a Colorado-based company named Key Lime Air. 
That's nice. Little uh, pie reference. Um, yeah. And a pilot and one passenger were on the other plane, a, Siri, a Cirrus SR-22 single-engine plane that unleashed a red and white parachute to float to safe landing in a field near Holmes. So that's a, that's a new uh, addition. Those, that, that's a very new plane that has those like parachute, mm. a plane yeah, parachute. That's like a new, new thing within the past probably five, ten years. Interesting. Red and white. Why not red, white, and blue? I hmm. thought that too. It is a bit Polish nationals. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit uh I don't know, offensive to the country to not have blue in there when you're gonna crash. I'm just um, struck by how boring June Svelbar is still. And I'm thinking about how it would be so much more interesting if Herbert Morrison, the journalist from New Jersey, was there to comment on it. You maybe remember yeah. him from such ah, famous broadcast yes, as the crashing yes. of the Hindenburg. Yeah, yes. I know. He would have done it justice as a witness. He yeah, would have done it really exactly. justice. He would have been completely flipped when he saw this crash. So yeah. you, would wouldn't, have... you wouldn't believe it. There is, there's, it's, it's, the, 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 both planes are fine. Both oh, planes we've are never fine. seen anything like it. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, yeah, but he, he means it like, oh, the humanity. No one was injured. Like, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a positive thing for him. So there's no uh, mention of the names of the pilots. There's no mention of uh, anything here about uh pff, how they're doing afterwards nope. like you can't just go home and then be like so what's for dinner be like how was your day be like it was fine I, yeah uh, i don't want to talk about it yeah, yeah it's like why what happened there's half of a plane like stuck and you're it's like your hair looks a bit out of place what happened right. it's like you oh, got a wind. limp it's it like was windy. yeah it's fine really nothing happened yeah, um, I know we've talked about the Wright lovers, I mean, Wright brothers before, uh, <laughs> and I, I have to imagine that they would be uh, awestruck by this as well. Um, that was probably their dream, was to get one in each t different biplanes and then crash into each other as yeah. like a, a lover's f salute to the world that yes. wouldn't accept them. John, something they bi could never afford biplane. at the time. Yeah, biplane right. is right. They the uh, Wright brothers definitely flew in a biplane. Um, <laughs> they were uh, they were definitely into that kind of stuff. So let us uh, just. I mean, how do we wrap it up here? I mean, yeah, the story basically covers the company that owned one of the planes and the other plane. It's not known who uh, owned the Cirrus plane. So. The one yeah. with the parachute, it must be assumed that they're Polish nationals because of their red and white flag True. parachute. True. So, um, yeah, we've got maybe Polish was... spies, potentially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The national, all we know is the National Transportation Safety Board said in a tweet it was sending staff to investigate the incident, and Key Lime Air will cooperate with the investigation, the company said in a statement. So, Oh, that's good. Well, if, if, if anything, I think Key Lime Air should drop the air aspect of their company name and just say pie and just focus on turn dessert. into yeah focus on desserts or just and, key lime uh, unlimited or something yeah exactly yeah, there good. we go and that will help them bounce back maybe fix that airplane that they had you can look this one up you can see a photo of the plane it took a little haircut um everyone's fine uh but we'll be wait. keeping our eye on it Oh, yeah. Eye in the sky, always. Uh, yeah. We've got our eyes on the sky, and we hope you do, too.
All right, John, it looks like uh, we're going to move along here to another yeah. another, another story uh, airborne, in the sky. Yeah. Another airborne story-ish. Um, Ish. John, you want to take this one away? I do. I would like to pose a question. Do chickens fly? Well, no. short distance. Apparently, they haven't been flying off of shelves because chickens are in short supply. Oh, nice. Ooh. Who's to blame? Tyson's, the company, chicken to company, Tyson's roosters are to blame. Oh, what? Um, I the like meat when, processor, which sells like poultry can, along with beef and pork. When I can so point the, at something that I know who, who to blame, I love that. Well, it's very important who is to blame because clearly someone is not working hard enough. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So it's chi- the, the meat processor said its chicken volumes have been low in part because the roosters it uses for breeding are not meeting expectations. Meeting expectations. Okay. Yeah. So what we have here are some roosters which are not... Uh, pumping up the breeding, the brood numbers mm-hmm. properly. Yeah. Which means they're abdicating having sex. They're not having enough at, sex. At, yes. Yeah. Is this a moral issue? Is this a, uh, is there something from the Vatican that I missed being sent out to chickens <laughs> that they're saying just hold off for the next little while? What, what, what is going on here, John? Help me understand this. Well, we're not exactly sure of all the details. Donnie okay. King, Tyson's chief operating officer and a group yeah, president him. of the poultry group, said, we're changing out a male that, quite frankly, we made a bad decision on. <laughs> wow. I wonder how they make that decision in the first place. Like, how do they decide, like, who's our stud? Who's our stud? Yeah, they look at one in the, like, giant boardroom. They put a bunch of big roosters on the table, and they're like, yeah, that one, that's the one. They they I all meant- get they all get a bit drunk and then like <laughs> look at chickens and then like say things that I don't want to repeat. Yeah, um, but, it, but the process works most of the time. <laughs> yeah, most of the time it's great. It, it usually has not been a problem. It's this one time soaring. <laughs> they made a bad bet on a on a rooster. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the company had so, an unexpected decline, I guess, in hatchings earlier this year because of the type of roosters it used. Shit, King says. So they had a problem running into, they used to use uh, just regular uh, roosters. I guess they swapped over to save some money. Um, they, put, they brought in gay roosters. Oh. And it oh. seems that the, that has been a major source of the, the slowdown. Yeah, th- there's your problem right there. I mean, I mean it, it seems like one of those things where it's like, okay, it's a big corporation. You know, they, they make a lot of decisions. They're very powerful. They must know something that they're doing. But I think it's just like there's too many guys on committee. And they just <laughs> mm-hmm. they miss these details that like yeah. a layman would, would see oh, right away. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Tyson chose this type because of certain characteristics that improved its offspring's chicken quality for meat. That's what we said. Do we already? Uh, G- Gary no, Nicholson? No, we didn't know about this. Uh, a spokesperson for Tyson told CNN Business in an email. Uh, good email. I would love to get that email accidentally. <laughs> like, what? Accidentally get CC'd on it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, Gary, what are you talking about, man? It's like something going on over there. He's like, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. They're not, the roosters aren't doing their job. Uh, he noted it led to fewer eggs and lower hatch rates. And uh, yeah. Sh- to increase its chicken supply, Tyson is switching back, a process that takes some time. Uh, the company declined to share what will happen to the rejected roosters. I, I know, know. That's so <laughs> ominous. I know what's happening. The, chicken the company declined to <laughs> share what will happen. Oh. It's, a, it's a meat processing company. I <laughs> what know what's going to happen. What to these chickens? Why yeah, don't they just gonna, admit that they're going to kill them? <laughs> they're they're going to send declined. Them, 
to they're gonna send them to the villages in Florida or something like that to yeah. to live their later years. Well, they're gonna try and sell them to a lesser chicken company. <laughs> yeah, maybe like one that's just getting off the ground, and it's like, Purdue. hey, we can we can get you like you know, decent ten thousand like decent roosters, lightly used. So <laughs> that there is a tight U.S. chicken market, John. You were you've been harping about this for years now. People need um, to understand that this is a major barometer of how the market is doing is the chicken tightness quotient yeah, yeah so we know why right because one is the demand for chicken sandwiches is growing <laughs> wow <laughs> that's in the article that's from the article yeah yeah uh, as americans reveal their appetite for chicken by buying more sandwiches more chain restaurants add the item to their menus or expand their offerings I see. Yeah. I'd love now, to hear from the beef industry on this. Like, do they feel that uh, that the market is, is flagging a little bit? An opening mm. for them? No, no, no. Uh, I beef? mean, like, is the chicken market tightening because people are turning away from beef and towards maybe. chicken sandwiches? Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's going to be, like, a marketing campaign that starts up, and it's going to be, like, cattle producers of America, like, go in on a commercial campaign, and it's, like, beef, the other chicken. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chick-fil-A can... even kind of addresses this in some of their yep. billboard advertising where Eat more some chicken. of their billboards feature, uh, yeah, cows attempting to paint a crude phrase on the billboard <laughs> telling people to eat chicken rather than beef. It's true. So... And misspelled. There's, it's like loaded with errors. It's I don't trust the cows that are writing that. But it's a little condescending to assume that cows wouldn't be able to paint. Yeah. Uh, in the proper spelling, but it is quite mm -hmm. impressive that the cows are using English at all. Oh, of course. But let's, let's not forget here that there are like, um, you know, meteorological, uh, issues at play here too. Yeah. Um, a February winter storm devastated Texas and affected the, uh, Tyson operations broadly said King. Uh, we, uh, he's the king of, of Tyson chicken. Uh, we essentially <laughs> lost a, a week. We lost a week across our entire entire poultry enterprise. All right, well, that's a, a that's a lot of bounce yeah, back. That's true. That's a lot. Also, for Tyson, I looked it up. They process six million chickens a year. So let's yeah. say six million divided by fifty-two. That's that's one hundred and fifteen thousand chickens that they couldn't produce. Oh, yeah, in a so, week. Oh, that's bad. so. That's not nice knowing that. No. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the business is also seeing turnover, Apple turnovers, I imagine, uh, and absenteeism at its plants. Hmm, Apple I wonder why. I wonder. Apple yeah. absent. Yeah, I wonder why. Maybe because uh, meat processing plants had the highest instances of COVID besides prisons. Maybe Ooh. that could be. That could be it. Whoa. Uh, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, oh, some that's of also Tyson's, Tyson's plants. We're not talking plant based. Uh, emerged as a COVID nineteen hotspot during the pandemic. Oh, look at that. Right. So, um, no wonder these chickens don't want to have sex. So they're I know. Okay, hold on. The what? headline is chickens are in short supply. Blame yeah. Tyson's roosters. Yeah. And then right. at the end of the article, <laughs> we've got all of these extremely good reasons why things aren't yes. going as quickly as they thought. It's true. Like don't these don't roosters are being blamed for nothing. Yeah. Passing the buck hard yeah, on exactly. these chickens. And we see this. We see this day in, day out. Corporate yeah. America will point the finger at something like a rooster, a, a, a rooster that's just trying to do its job, right? A noble rooster. 
And then it's like, yeah, okay, well, we did have that massive storm that happened. Uh, whatever. That's that didn't that yeah. didn't affect also anything, whatever. chronic absenteeism oh, because yeah. we've been a COVID hotspot for the last yeah, year. Like because uh, we failed to like provide safety standards or whatever. Yeah, all of our employees just keep giving COVID to each other. It really sucks. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I blame the roosters. roosters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the rooster's like cowering in the corner. Like, Come on, man. Everyone's <laughs> watching. They got a new rooster, and so everyone's watching its performance. It's <laughs> yeah. getting nervous because it's like we're all like, Stage we got a new chicken. Right. We got to make sure that it works. Yeah, they're getting yeah. performance anxiety. Things are stressful at the Tyson plants these days. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, and you're not allowed to put any like drugs or anything in the chickens anymore. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, to, to big bugaboo this, for Ron. <laughs> yeah, I can't quell this, uh, uh, you know, anxiety in these chickens. I want my chickens loaded up with antibiotics, uh, all sorts of performance enhancing drugs, and uh, those those things that performers take before they go on stage. Yeah, um, I big chickens were desirable. Yeah. Load them up with hormones. Let's yeah. get them bigger. Let's pump uh, them up. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's okay. So, anyway, so we've, <laughs> we've we've broken through the fake news. We've we've come to the real scoop here, which is that Tyson's roosters are not to blame, and right. uh, the causes are much more complex and uh, macro. Yeah, and definitely within like the corporate board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the CEO probably has one of those like the buck stops here signs on his desk or whatever. You know how like bosses like to have that, like oh, I yeah. take charge. But then it's like a little addition added on. It's like a painted little arrow and there's like a picture of like the new roosters. That they have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do what I was, John, do what I was thinking. It would say, it would say the cluck stops here. Nice. Because he's the uh, chicken CEO. Okay. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, all I have to say about this is free the roosters. Let them out. Let them fly away. They can't really fly. Mm -hmm. uh, but things that can fly... Mm -hmm. Dev, such as, can you take us over to California? Oh yes, of course, of course. Yeah, things that can fly. We're we're still flying. We're we're kind of we were up. We dipped. We almost crashed. We we missed that crash. Yeah, missed yeah, we crash. missed the crash. We uh, and now we are coming in for a landing. Mm. Flock of giant California condors trashes woman's home. Oh, oh no. no! So we've got a a brutal attack here. America is going <laughs> crazy. We're seeing everything just go berserk and yeah. the yeah. condors in california are not exempt from this hysteria no True. giant california condors are rare but not at cinda mickle's home <laughs> about 15 to 20 of the giant endangered birds have recently taken a liking to the house in the city of tehachapi and made quite a mess Mickle's daughter, Siana Quintero of San Francisco, began posting photos of the rowdy guests on Twitter. Uh, and so we can go to these images here. You won't be able to see them, but you can look them up. Just look up flock of giant California condors trashes woman's home. Yeah. And you'll essentially see a trashed home. Um, and a flock oh, wow. of condors, <laughs> yeah, they knocked over potted plants and tables. So, for for some some uh, uh, context here, California condors are huge. They're an amazing yeah. bird. They're they're it's like the size of a turkey or something like that. But they look like a crow, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, there are, I, I I mean, it's well known, especially in California, that they're they're endangered. And I think there's only 200 of them. Did I read that somewhere? So yeah. if there were 20, there's 10% of the California condor population is on Cinda Mickle's 
uh, porch. Yeah. <laughs> I also like to state, just for the further context, I just looked it up. A turkey's wingspan mm-hmm. just is like four feet. Mm-hmm. California condor, nine and a half feet. Oh, oh my wow. God. Okay, yeah. So these are scary they're birds. Massive. And they're yeah. really rare. So, yeah, as you're saying, this is probably like, and they're all tagged. Oh, they so don't see on them. So there's how number 18. They there's a- yeah, you know exactly how many condors. <laughs> yeah. So people studying these birds know it's like, oh, there's Jeffrey. He, you know, he <laughs> likes to destroy things. Number 18. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so Jeffrey. sorry you had to deal with his, his little group of friends. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey's the annoying one. Did they say um, why these condors are attracted to her home? Uh, it's Turns out she's hot- been keeping a lot of other small birds. Well, Jeff, yeah, it's a, eat. it's a buyer's market. So uh, the the birds are really interested in maybe working on a 30 uh, year mortgage for Cinda Mickle's home. The rates right now are hot. Uh, we can get yeah, you very competitive. We can get rates. you in and out of the door. One of the condors said uh, <laughs> to the other. Uh, so they they ruined a spa cover, uh, decorative flags, lawn ornaments, you- plants have been knocked over, railing scratched, and there's poop everywhere. Yeah. Um, Quintero, uh, the daughter said she's definitely frustrated uh, of her mother. She's definitely frustrated, but also is in awe of this and knows yeah. what an unusual experience this is. So mm-hmm. that's great. The furniture is ripped apart. The nice bottle of wine in the fridge has been drank. Yep. That we were yeah. saving. That one's um, gone. Yeah. The sixty-seven. Uh, the one flushed some uh, yeah. firecrackers down the toilet. <laughs> they failed to mention that uh, her her backyard is uh, also a. Tyson chicken uh, meat <laughs> processing plant. The condors are picking up scraps uh, yeah. daily from. Yeah. Uh, it turns out they've lost like you know a hundred thousand chickens or whatever just to condors <laughs> swooping by. Yeah, actually, so CBS two in uh, Los Angeles has some uh, some some coverage of this. Uh, we can actually hear the the news report and hear how the uh, mainstream media. Uh, the MSM is uh, treating this <laughs> Condors fly are roughly 160 California condors flying free in Southern and Central California. They're endangered. But for some reason, more than a dozen showed up at a home in Kern County. It's a story you'll only see here on two. Untrue. We are also reporting it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Blue Man Group. Yes, you, will, you won't only see it. Here. We're reporting this out, but not only that, but we're, we're questioning. We're digging deeper. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, here we go. Cinda Mickles was away last weekend, and when she came home, she found that 15 to 20 condors had descended on her home in Tehachapi. And they're huge, by the way. She says at least... Everything we've already read. It's always descended with giant birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's never landed. It's always descended. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's more enticing. ominous. It's, more it's so much more ominous. Mm-hmm. A dozen were hanging out on the deck, and several more were perched on the roof. And Mickles say they made a huge mess. They pretty well trashed my deck. They made a mess of things. Um, I shooed them away, which I'm allowed to do because they're an endangered species. What? That's so funny. She's defending herself immediately. Yeah, but I shooed them away. Another funny angle of this is that she's essentially kind of caught in this weird bureaucratic situation where she can't harm the birds because, you know, it's like, it's like, well, technically, ma'am, um, they can yeah. actually move into your home if they want to. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it would be like a federal crime. She would be on like federal. Pri- she they would send her to like a supermax prison yeah. for for offing a condor. It's like these condors like 
just happened to like look up like what the law was on like yeah. conservation status eminent like, domain oh my god yeah they like figured out that they have eminent domain over every resident of california yeah and they have like incredible legal representation too yeah. within like gavin newsom's hands are tied in yeah. this yeah. situation well, they like they like wasn't a problem last week Someone left a California like laws and regulations book open on page onto page six hundred and seventy three, and then some. So for some reason, it's a problem this week now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like like uh like uh, the, the ravens or whatever uh, uh crows they can remember a face. Uh, what do you think a condor can do? It can it can essentially have a two a second year legal degree, like a two years <laughs> of legal studies under its belt. Can't get the full four though. Uh, yeah, all right, can't, let's can't can't pass the bar, but they can no. get pretty close. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a paralegal kind of uh, para condors. Okay, so here let's finish the uh, the video here. You get rid of a 25 pound, nine and a half foot wingspan bird. They leave when they want to. <laughs> I saw some photos online. It was hilarious. It's not hilarious. It's not funny at all. They did make a huge mess. Now, she's used to living among the wild with elk and deer on her property. But who would expect condors? After making a mess on the deck, she says the birds have since moved on to a nearby tree. Yeah, the okay. subtext here is that she's used to living with like elk and deer because she's allowed to shoot them. <laughs> Yeah, right. This is the one animal she's not allowed to take out, and uh, she would like to. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, giant flock of California condors. Wow, keep an eye on those guys. They're uh, flying all around, taking your spa cover, and and uh, yeah, and they have they basically have diplomatic immunity. So watch out because <laughs> exactly. they can do whatever they want to you. Exactly, they and do you can't have lift a finger to fight back. Yeah, they don't have to pay parking tickets. Um, no. And they go to a special United Nations school. Right. Uh, okay, so and they do count technically as aircraft. They don't have to listen to the air traffic control guy when they're in true. airspace. Yeah, they they with a nine and a half foot wingspan that is considered a uh, small flying uh, vehicle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so um, just just know that as well, and just be yeah. careful, tread carefully. Okay, uh, so yeah, uh, the the agency, the U.S. Uh, Fish and Wildlife Service, uh, notes that the house is in uh, in historic condor habitat, and suggests definitely that definitely Nichols, not um, told to Nick Nichols before she moved in. That was like yeah, one of those exactly. things that the realtor doesn't tell you. Yeah, uh, suggested that Nichols try to ha harmless hazing, like shouting, clapping. <laughs> Or spraying water. <laughs> a harmless hazing. <laughs> they suggest that, uh, that she maybe consider, you know, getting the condors to drink a lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, take off all their clothes, put yeah. socks on their genitals. And then rush the quad. dress on. Yeah, and then rush the quad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, that is the uh, plant-based uh, meaty section, but it's plant-based meat. So uh, of, of our podcast, Blue Men Group, uh, of which I am the host with my friends, Devin and John. Uh, and then this little section coming up next is one of our favorites. It's the hero of the week. All right, everybody. Uh, this week's hero is personal friend of no actually it's not a personal <laughs> friend of mine uh, <laughs> florida woman 28 allegedly dressed as a student at miami high school to promote instagram account okay wow so yeah the social media craze has uh taken yeah, this, on this new fad levels 
Yeah, this you remember Pogs, you remember Tamagotchis, you remember all that. We are now silly have bands. social silly bands. We now have social media to the newest to one deal with. And this uh, 28-year-old woman, Audrey Nicole Fransacchini, is accused of handing out flyers to students promoting her social media account while wearing a backpack and carrying a skateboard and recording her interactions on her phone when she was stopped by school security, according to WFOR-TV in Miami. The wow. word accused in that sentence... Yeah, yeah. When there's so like it's much a crime. detail, <laughs> carrying a lot of weight, it is accused. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, but I mean, is it? Maybe oh, well, it yes. is. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yes, it's like she's accused of all of the specific stuff. Yeah. But so this come brings to mind that uh, that meme that we all know and love. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, Stephen Buscemi. Buscemi. Stephen Buscemi. Thank you very much. Uh, hello, fellow kids, or whatever it is, where mm-hmm. he's. In, in a high school with a skateboard and like a hoodie or something. And he's clearly backpack. over 60 years old. Exactly. Yeah. This harkens to that. Um, so I found uh, Miss Frank, Frank, the uh, Instagram account <laughs> for, the, for the woman. And um, there are 1,819 followers. She's following 77 people. Four posts have been made. It's a private account, and the photo avatar is the Stephen Buscemi photo with her face over top of um, his. Yeah. And I can't really tell what it says because it's cropped out, but it seems like follow for follow mm-hmm. something share for, for share. share. Oh, share for share. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, it's kind of a follow, follow train, uh, follow for follow type of social media person. Yeah. And um, although it would seem to be a bit, okay, 77 following. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a follow followers. For it looks <laughs> like doesn't seem like she does. Short. Yeah, she doesn't do follow for follower. She has a lot of follow backs to do. Or she's in uh, jail and can't access her social media. <laughs> that's possible. So Francis Kini told, allegedly told the officer she was a student looking for the registration office and was stopped a second time when she continued <laughs> to hand out flyers, the report said. The school was advised of a, quote, potential threat on campus oh when God. she allegedly refused to leave, but Francis Kini allegedly left through a side door before she could be stopped. Police identified oh. her through her Instagram... And she was was later arrested at her home in North Miami Beach, according to WTVJ-TV. She faces charges of burglary, interference with an educational institution, and resisting an officer without violence, WFOR reported. So she is charged, and probably she is in jail. So maybe she does have some followbacks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she has a big, long notification list she needs to tend to. Yeah, which is the the best feeling ever, you know, when you come back to <laughs> from jail, jail and you you look at your phone and it says that there's eighteen hundred new followers and you're like, yeah, swing. You're like, I can I can get my message out there now. Yeah, finally, I have a bit of traction. But burglary seems like a trumped up charge. Yeah, I don't really get that because she was yeah. Who's she? Burglary just entering? I think yeah. I don't know. But she, it, it, it's a high school. It's, she probably just walked in. Yeah, uh, I don't think and she was handing stuff th- out, which is the opposite of stealing, by the way. Good point, John. That's, That's true. The, uh, the I think it, you can't just like walk into high schools like the old days. I don't think. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That sounds weird when I said that, but uh, the those were uh, the good old days. You're right, Ron. <laughs> um, the uh, the the biography here, the uh, biome, <laughs> bio by, in the in the uh, Audrey's Instagram page says protect our children, all in uh, caps locks. Mm-hmm. Uh, please share to spread the word. Unsure of what I'm supposed to share. Uh, mm-hmm. Raising awareness, which uh-huh. is extremely popular these days is raising awareness Awareness, yeah um and video explanation coming stay tuned i guess we'll stay tuned and you should follow uh request to follow uh uh but yeah i'm surprised you didn't do this already (laughs) i was i was thinking of that earlier i was like oh the follow button hasn't been clicked yet i i i don't know if i See, this is the problem. We've been getting a lot of accusations leveled at us that we are no longer investigative journalists. Because I'm not following. Because he hasn't been following. Because Ron won't follow these people. So This is what used to be our big breaks. Please write to the uh, Blue Men Group uh, P.O. Box. Uh, Ron, you could give that address. That is P.O. Box 21249, Detroit, Michigan, 48221. And send a letter encouraging Ron to follow uh, Audrey Nicole Francichini. Yeah. and other people that we look into on this show if yeah. we get one letter i will follow uh audrey um that's the the hurdle i will place for myself um so yeah uh she she's probably not able to update her stuff right now the protect our children thing sounds nice uh could yeah. have some darker aspects to it i don't uh, see how may not though may not could may be not, may not it could be uh, she's just purely worried about children, but then there's That's, also a kind of a uh, seedier save the children thing that is right. I, I don't innocent know. until proven guilty is right. Okay, yeah, true. Yeah. There we go. There, thank you, John. And she is our hero of the week, Audrey Nicole Francicini, yeah. for doing whatever it takes to grow your following on Instagram. We th- we salute you. We commend you. We sh- we're yeah. sure that you're innocent of all charges, and yeah. uh, we wish you the best. Yeah. Yes. And, and if uh, you'd like to donate, we are starting a GoFundMe for uh, Audrey <laughs> Nicole Francisini to beat the rap and also to update her costume wardrobe. Yeah, because exactly. apparently it's not very good. We we uh, we love you very much, Audrey. Um, we're waiting to hear back from you. We did um, send you a DM. We have we not yet received you. a response. Yeah, so we I would guess like to have you on the show. We would. We'll, we'll we'll talk to her later. But give give her a follow. She's looking for followers. Uh, and. Um, <laughs> You know, that's it's up to you. Uh, all right, thanks, thanks, uh, Audrey. All right, speaking of numbers and followers and 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 all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, let's do a little looking on our end. What let's. part of the meal is this now? This is like the dessert. Or oh, it's like yeah. the it's like the uh aperitif, you know? It's yeah. like it, this is a fancy thing where they it's give like a you fancy like, wine. Yeah. And it's really sweet and it's like not that good, but you do it anyways. Yeah. Um <laughs> All right. Uh here we are. Hey. I'm here at the dashboard taking a look with my good old friends here, Devin and John. And guess what? Over the past 14 days we're up seven percent we're still yeah. growing we're still growing strong this is actually great because i feel like typically we'll have a growth week and then we'll have a week where we drop a little bit yeah, yeah but this exactly. is two growth weeks in a row big time 
Yeah. Uh, we've got our last episode on the treads of truck tires, which was very <laughs> difficult for me to say last week. Yeah. 82 first week downloads. Pretty good. New pretty Pathways good, had good. a lot. New Pathways really opened people's eyes and ears up to uh, the world, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Last seven days, we had 196 downloads. That's beautiful. Last 30 days, 745. And guess what? All-time downloads, we have gone over the 3,000 mark. Oh, yeah, 3, baby. 3,144 all-time nice. downloads. Hell, yes. Our new target is now 4,000. 10 million. Oh, okay. Well, Four, be, let's start somewhere small. between 4,000 and 10 million <laughs> yeah. uh, is where we are aiming for we're looking Mm -hmm. there i've got my uh telescope out i've got my stethoscope on and Mm -hmm. an astrolabe i'm drinking scope uh mouthwash and um and i'll interrupt periscope another number to watch another number to keep an eye on last (laughs) seven days downloads 196 so we're four away from hitting that 200 threshold okay that's an exciting goal Oh, yeah, man. we should definitely be aiming for that as the next goal. We can do it. Because that, yeah. to we'll me, is almost like the most real number that I pay attention to is the last make- seven days downloads. Yeah, oh, okay. I agree. And you know what? Special shout out to the 82 um, from On the Treads of Truck, Wires, truck Tires who downloaded <laughs> it. It is tricky. It's a good tongue twister. Um, on the Treads of Truck Tires who downloaded it in its first week. Mm-hmm. Because that means that they are our tier one listeners. That's right. They listen yep. when it comes out. Then, usually, the number gets bumped up to like 140. Yep. And then that's like tier two. Tier two. People like who've exhausted there. their other podcasts, you're, you're a member of the club. Yep. You know, we're with you. Yep. But you do wait until you've exhausted your other options, and then you listen to us, which is fine. It's a crowded space. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there. We're aware us, of it. We yeah, know. You can put us up front, though. That's cool. You could move us up. And if you do transition from tier two to tier one, mm-hmm. you listen to us for the first week, let us know, drop us a line, Please. and we will shout you out on the next we episode. Will. Oh, yeah. We will shout you out 100%. If you if you, you just mention to, to any of us, you will get a shout out. And so we need four more people. We need everybody that downloaded this last seven days yeah. to download again, which you will, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. Yep. But then all we need is four more people. Four. So one person could share with four friends mm-hmm. two people could each share with two friends mm-hmm. four people could each share with one friend yeah um, are there any the other variables that, that could be <laughs> one person could one share person. with three yeah, yeah. and so on yeah. and so forth but you get the idea so we're looking for four more listeners four more years four more listeners um yeah listen We've got this. You've got this. Together, we are holding hands as a group in a giant circle, looking at each other in the eyes. Saying, but it's also kind of awkward. We'd like the circle to be bigger. Please put more people in so that way we get further away from the person directly across from us. Yeah, it's still a True. little intimate. True. Yeah. We want to be able to not really be able to see your eyes. Yeah, there's a yeah. condor flying. We're about to <laughs> bothering me. Um... um but yeah, that's it. I, I really want you to do well this week, okay, listener? I want you to focus on what you have to do, what you're going to do, and you're just going to do it well. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because we are on your side. We are the Blue Men Group, and thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.